Hi, and welcome to Wine with Meg and Mel. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist, joined by not Master of Wine, Meg Brotman, today. You might have recalled last episode that we were really confident that we'd covered all the gaps and that we while she was on holidays, we had it sorted. We did not. So Cara Monson, friend of the podcast and columnist for Food and Wine at the Herald Sun, has come to join us. Thank you so much, Cara, for stepping in. Oh, my goodness. Thanks so much for having me. I think I'm so honoured to be called a friend of the podcast. Oh, well, I'm sure you've been on before. I feel like we talk about you all the time on the podcast. Oh, so. my goodness. No, I love you guys. And I, th- I feel like it's the best wine pod out there at the moment. Not <sighs> just saying that but it's actually yeah one of my faves so yeah keep awesome. up the good work well if you want the backstory around Cara we did an episode with her in season one which was super interesting all about the life of a food writer which I think we asked you just a trillion questions and ended up deciding that we wanted your life yes you did ask a million questions <laughs> and yeah no it is pretty fun it's a good it's a good gig I won't lie yeah but this time we were like you know what you did an amazing feat this year something that not many wine writers can do you did FebFast. I did do FebFast. And disclaimer, I was one of those annoying people that said, you know, I'm doing FebFast and I told everybody about it. But it was part of that was a tactic because I wanted to keep myself accountable oh, because yes. I'd embarrassingly never had done a stint without <laughs> alcohol, like yeah. in my entire career. And I kind of wanted to make sure that I did stick to the 28 days. Yeah, it was the shortest month, but I just wanted to make sure I did it. So I think by telling everyone that was a good measure to keep me in check. Good. And I didn't uh, fault. I kept That's to impressive. the 28 days. Very impressive. And the thing that I, I think I found most well, the biggest learning that I had from FebFast wasn't about me not like like missing the booze part of alcohol. It was nothing to do with that. Mm. I actually just missed the flavor and, and, and really great, like the complexities of a wine. Yes. And to quote you, the journey of oh. the wine. Because <laughs> I feel like we've been looking at it like the wrong way. Yes. Like I think we need to kind of take a step back and go, why are we looking at what this – drink doesn't have so it doesn't yeah. have alcohol and look at the cool things that it does have I love that yeah that's a really good mindset and there's going to be a lot of people at the moment in dry July mm-hmm. so we thought it'd be a good opportunity to because during your Feb you still had to write a column right and yeah so you tried or what basically everything that's available yeah that's not alk so I thought it'd be a great idea to get you in and and take us through it I'm becoming the poster girl for like (laughs) non-alcoholic drinks but I am a wine writer that does drink wine I promise you I do drink wine yes I do drink wine. you do you love your wine I do love my wine (laughs) but yes non-alk let's do it well before we get into non-alk tell us what you've been drinking lately oh I actually went to two different venues last week to review for the Herald Sun uh one was Olivine which is the wine bar at Pentridge Prison which oh, I don't know whether you've heard of it, but I have. It's really cool. Yes. Yeah, really cool. So went there and so I, can you explain Pentridge Prison for like people that aren't Melbourne listeners? So Pentridge Prison is in Coburg and it is this gorgeous bluestone uh building that was I don't know. I don't know the year, probably should have done research. Mm. Don't know the year that it was built, but it housed like notorious crims like Chopper Reed, Julian Knight, uh, all these like big bad crims. And now they've completely revamped it and it's become this whiz-bang entertainment hub. So they've got cinemas there, you've got a restaurant there, you can go to the wine bar, um, you can stay at the hotel. There's so many cool things to do. Is it eerie? It's kind of a little bit spooky, but they've got in like a fun way. In a fun way. (laughs) It's kind of fun because when you go into the 
the wine bar, they've, it's still the original bones of the actual building. So yeah. you can actually, instead of like in a normal wine bar where, you know, you've got couches and like, you know, it's all in the one room, the actual seats where you can sit and drink are the cells. So you get escorted like into the cell. Bees. Yeah. But it's not in a gimmicky kind of like cliched way. It's ah. just very like chic and uh, it's it's done very well. Okay, like it's very cool. polished. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like you can just sit in a cell and you can very eat cool. cheese, drink yeah. wine and yeah, have good times. You like all those things. Yes. So I did go to Olivine and mm-hmm. I was drinking a 2022 Ravensworth Sangiovese, mm. uh, which was uh, which is from Canberra or the Canberra district. And every time I see a Canberra wine, I'm like, I'm going to drink it because good. I feel like you need to, we need yes. to support Canberra. We need to get out there. It's so, so underrated. True. They do amazing stuff too. Yeah. How was it? It was great. It was everything you want Sanji to be. It's yeah. like a little bit herbaceous, really tart, cooked red fruits. It was nice. Oh, my God. I love it. Do you know what? I've never had a Sanjo from Canberra. Oh, haven't you? It almost doesn't like commute in my head, but oh, wow. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's perfect. It had like really nice acidity, but then it still had like really good structure, nice tannin. Yeah. Um, really well balanced. And cool. it was a good food wine. So I feel like it's just nice. one of those ones where you can just sit there, have some cheese, have some snacks. Yeah. And it's good. Great snack wine. So good. Awesome. Well, if you're interested, you can pick that up, I guess. Just look them up. But yeah, um, do a bit of a googs. Or head to the Pentridge Prison for something fun. I think I want to go now. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. And even if you're not drinking, like it's just a good thing yeah. to go in there and just have a look. Just have a Awesome. Eating. Okay, well, let's get to this. This will be the first episode where I can actually swallow wine in three months, so I'm excited. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we going to start? So we are going to start with... A sparkling wine, uh, which is called Polka, so mm-hmm. P-O-L-K-A, so like polka, polka dot, and it's a de-alcoholized sparkling wine from the Riverland region in South Australia. So it's a blend. Uh, I feel like with this wine, they're using lily pilly extract. So whatever that means. I feel like All that's right. some sort of like floral, some sort yeah. of – I think it might be um, a native ingredient yep. um, that they've spiked with this drink to give it a little bit more oomph. Okay. Uh, so – and I've, from what I've reported uh, in the past, I actually did try this last year during dry July and I do remember I have a faint memory of it being one of the better ones that I did try. Okay. So we'll give it a go. Let's do it. And so from what you've heard and seen, do you think a lot of people are actually doing a lot of dry July? Uh, There's a few people, but I guess it just depends. Like it's a really tricky time of year for me personally to do dry July because Mm. there's a lot of, as a wine writer, there's a lot of new vintage collection releases at this time of year. There is. There's a lot of events. Yeah. Uh, But I really wanted to try and do it because I'm going away soon and I'm kind of like planning on drinking a lot of alcohol away overseas. So I mean, you'll be in Europe. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Sorry. (laughs) No, but it should be really good. Um, But yeah, I haven't really heard too much about people not doing dry July. Like I, I feel like some people like it's kind of like, you know, kind of like if you're vegan, people are going to tell you about it, yeah? Yeah, oh, so, my God. That's so true. Yeah. So yes. if they're doing dry July, they'll tell you. But no one's actually yes. come up to me and been like, I'm doing it. <laughs> well, apparently we heard from um, the PR rep at Geeson that millennials – um, the most likely to trend on our alternatives. So 88% more than any other generation. That's like huge. That is really big. Do you think it's because we're more conditioned to 
Woo! Here we go. Party started. I love that noise. Do you think it's because we're more conditioned to want to drink, whereas the younger ones are happy just not drinking? I don't know. There's a really (laughs) weird shift between... Because my, if I'm talking about like my sister's age, so she's four years younger than me yeah. and she doesn't necessarily drink as much or have the same yes. appetite for alcohol as myself and, and you know, and all my friends are people around the same age as me. So I'm in my early thirties and I feel like a lot of people around my age and especially in the industry that I'm in, people are just, they, they drink and, yeah. and they enjoy drinking yeah. and it's, there's a culture around it, but yeah, yeah with my sister's generation she would still be gen y but i feel like there's a shift and i don't know why that is i don't know if people are a bit more conscious about their health it's not cool anymore it's not cool or maybe it's just even like you know through the tv shows that we watched like i mean do you remember like watching the oc the oc yeah and people were just getting boozed at parties and it was the cool thing to do sex in the city coolest thing in the world was to go to a bar and get a cocktail absolutely yeah so i feel like maybe pop culture has something to do with it true but I don't know. I feel like there's that time between maybe like 1990 and 1995 where something changed. Yes. Maybe they should do a study on it. Maybe they already have. There's, there probably is, yeah. <laughs> there probably is one. But, yeah, I do think that something's changed around there. Yeah. So, who knows? Okay. So we have got the poker, uh, Lily Pilly De-Alkalized Sparkling Wine. It's quite, um, I'd say, pale golden in the glass. Yep. Um, bead, fine bead, but fine, n- fine to minimal. We don't have it in flutes, to be fair. No. Um, it does smell like non-alcoholic wine. Yeah. Like it doesn't – you don't smell it and be like, mm, it's the real deal. Yeah. But it's, it smells appetizing. Yeah, it does. Do you get that baby food vibe with some of the <laughs> – No, I do now, though. It's kind of like that pureed pear, pureed like apple that happens with – um. With, I feel like I get that every time I smell a non-alk. So funny. Here's me like trying so hard to convince myself it's champagne when I'm drinking my like yeah. non-alcoholic sparkling now. Yeah. All, all I'm going to be able to think is baby food. Sorry, I'm wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And, and that's the thing, you know what? It smells like baby food, but it, it's not. Mm. I think the biggest difference is it's not super complex. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, to be fair, with this particular wine, it's not uh, – obviously baby foodie like I think yeah. sometimes when you do smell some non-elk white wines yeah you get that hit of pureed fruit whereas yeah. with this one it's it's quite subtle but there's yeah. still there's still a lot of fruit juiciness to it I yeah. feel like it's like apple pear that kind of vibe do you know what? I quite like that. I find that delicious. Oh, my goodness. Yay. Yeah. Big tick from Mel. The acidity is actually really nice. It Mm. it complements it nicely. I think a lot of, um, man, now I'm just in the era of like, (laughs) bloody all my friends are pregnant and stuff, but I have a friend that drinks sparkling apple juice as instead of wine. And it's just so sweet. Yeah. And it's like. I had some and I'm like, I can't even get through my glass. Whereas this, it, that acidity is a really nice counterpoint to a little bit of sugar. Yeah. It's kind of like that appetizer effect. Have you seen that in Coles or the supermarkets? Will no. Use? It's like the green bottle. It's called called appetizer. Oh. And it's, um, yeah, I haven't had it for years. I but I remember that, you know, when I was 18 and, you know, trying to look cool and getting something that yes. looked like sparkling that wasn't and – 
still on my peas so I couldn't drink and you'd go to parties and you'd have that in your glass and it was just like really sweet apple juice, carbonated yes. apple juice. Yeah. But this is nothing like that. It is nice. there's a there's sort of like a um yeah, you're right. It's the acidity and it's the the bubble um the, like the fizz factor sort of makes it something a little bit different. It's yeah. not it's yeah. a nice musky kind of taste as well on the finish, I think. Oh, I'm into it. I think we're off to a cracking start. Oh, great. I would drink that. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? It doesn't taste too sweet as well because I think often when people are choosing to go without alcohol, you're also doing, you're also wanting to be like healthy. Yeah. So you don't want too much sugar. Mm. It's like there's nothing worse than like I'm going to be healthy and not drink for a night and then to just have lemonade or something. Yeah. But no. um, yeah. Oh, here we go. It actually does have. So with the non, because it's not an alcoholic product, it's technically like a, it falls into that food category. Yeah. So I think by law they have to put oh, the nutritional put information the nutrition on, it. on it. So you can see how many kilojoules it's got in it and it's next to nothing. Next so to nothing. So and five grams of sugar in a mm. glass, that's nothing. It's, Yay. It's really good. So I really like it. It's, um yeah, and we should have said it prefaced with this is mm. dry with a hint of sweetness but yes, largely dry. Okay, that is really nice. Tick for me, if you're doing dry July, that is one to definitely look at. Where's um, your next? All right. Should we try this one, the, the Geeson? Yes. So tell me a little bit more about Geeson. So Geeson ha- have been at like the forefront, as far as I know, of Zero Elk. They've been doing this for a long time and where a lot of companies might have like one, they have like a whole range and they've got these really innovative techniques to do it. So they're kind of killing it. In the area. Mm. Um, I think we've tasted a couple of them before. I've never tasted their rosé, though, so I'm pretty interested to check this one out. Have you had the geese ones before? Yeah, I have. And I think from memory in February, um, I did actually do uh, one of my columns on geese and talking about mm. um, just the processes in which they do make this wine. Yeah. And it is quite involved. It's um, I, I would have to go back and, and look at the specifics, but I think it's, it's one of those ones where they've been very common conscious around how it's made and I think from memory I was chatting to the winemaker and he was saying that it purely came from the winery's um, desire they were all doing Feb fast or dry July (laughs) and they were like well let's make something that we can drink that has no alcohol in it so they made they gave it a trial run and they started making these wines and I feel like from comparison to other still uh, wines uh, on the market, non-alc wines, they yeah. are one of the better. But it's good to try it now after a few months because I haven't had it yeah. since Feb. So, and I think the other thing is New Zealand is makes such aromatic wines, mm. and you need that. Like if you're going to de-alcoholize a wine, that spinning crane technology is kind of brutal yeah <laughs> on a wine and so you need to have so much packed in at the start to mm. actually have a really nice flavor at the end so i think new zealand is a really good place to actually yeah. be doing this absolutely mm. doesn't it sort of hit me in the face on the nose it's not like it's really pronounced but no it's, it could be because it's just come out of the fridge though it has i mean it's kind of peachy and a bit of raspberry but as you say it's definitely not jumping out of the glass yeah, I do it get that. It's a bit nutty or something. Like it. Yeah, I'm trying to pick what savory. that is. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, yeah, you do get like, yeah, it's definitely like that berry fruit. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Not what I was thinking. No. It. I feel like what it's missing is alcohol. <laughs> yeah, alcohol. <laughs> 
Well, you've got that, yes. It's missing alcohol. Yeah. But it's missing like that fine line of acidity, I think. Yeah. There's not that like undercurrent so that cuts through and just sort of hits you and says, it's rosé. But I yeah. would drink it. Mm. Absolutely. Like see me in the sun on a hot day. I'm still getting this down. I think mm. the thing that <laughs> that we need to get into our heads is it's not going to taste like wine. Yeah. And it tastes kind of vaguely like wine, but it's definitely a bit kind of watered down. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Yeah. If you can't drink the real thing, drink this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I guess to that point, like the the thing that I did learn or take away from FebFast was about the whole journey and the flavour and the things like that in a wine. And that's what I truly missed. But yeah. I feel like we need to look at it a different way around. It's like we're focusing on what's missing from these wines. We're like, this yes. is a non-alk wine. So we're like, oh, there's already something wrong with it because it doesn't have X. Yes. It's not like when you bake a cake and they sell it to you and they're like, there's no eggs in this. There's yeah. no eggs. It's like they don't do that. They're That's just saying so this is a chocolate true. cake. And, of course, there is – an element, yes. like if you didn't have eggs in a cake, right, obviously that's a huge component of how you make that cake. Yeah. Like you have to have that binding ingredient to sort of make it work. But yeah. if you take that away, of course it's not going to look or taste the same. No. So I think the way we need to approach it is we need to flip the script and think, okay, well, what does this have mm-hmm. that's making my alternate drink journey really delicious. And if you actually just break it down and you look at it, you think, okay, well, it does have maybe that peachiness, raspberry mm-hmm. on the nose. Um, I have to have another taste to get the palate. I mean, I still get that savouriness. Yeah, there is definitely like a savoury bent to it. There's nothing Mm. that's really fruity. It's certainly dry. Mm. But, I mean, if I had – someone gave me this in a bar and they said this was your option or do you want to drink a kombucha or a soda water or maybe even that sparkling wine poker, I'd probably choose something that has other elements that made the journey more fun, Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So sometimes I kind of feel like at this point in time, because I know that we're very – young in our non-elk wine, uh, I suppose, era in Australia, like in terms of the wine production and what we're actually producing and the quality. I don't know whether we might get to a point where it is like the real thing, but I think, as you were saying, we need to lower our expectations and think, this doesn't have alcohol in it. Yeah. You know what? Once again, I I like it. Yeah. It is actually you do have to reframe to drink it. Mm. But I'm getting through it. I'm probably going to finish this. I'm not yeah. tipping it out because yeah. it's refreshing and it's got some nice taste to it. And do you know what? I probably will drink it yeah. in summer when I can't this year. So it is definitely a summer wine. And it could even be nice, like, if you wanted to add it, add it as an element to a mocktail. Like, you could That's add true. it into, like, a mocktail. It adds that dryness. Very good point. And then you could add, like, maybe a little bit of soda water or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of sugar, something. Give yeah. it a little oof. Put some strawberries in it. Yeah, strawberries. Yeah, yeah. backyard party. That's <laughs> fun. Some basil, I'm into it. Yeah, love it. Okay, Very I really good. liked that. No, that was good. It took me a moment, but I've come around. Yeah, you've I'm come around. I'm friends with it now. Yes, we're all good. We're all good mates. It's definitely not, like, it's enjoyable. I think it's just reframing in your mind mm. that it's not wine. Yeah. But it's actually quite yummy. Yeah. I feel like even with food, like, I can think maybe salmon might go nicely mm. with salmon. But I'm wondering whether the acid and the lack of acid might stop us, like it might not level up. That's a good point. Yeah, no, I I liked it. I think it was really nice. Yeah. Good alternate. Okay. Now, I think the next one we have got is another one from Poker. Uh, So this is their 
I think it might be, I'm hoping I'm right, but this is their new red wine. So they have actually, they've sort of mastered the sparkling wine game. They've got this um, cuvee. They've also got a rosé, sparkling rosé. And then now they've got a Tasmanian pepperberry de-alcoholized dry red, and it's made from cool climate Shiraz. Grown in South Australia. Is pepperberry the name of the product or a description of flavor? So, pepperberry is a native ingredient. Uh, So, it's, I feel like more and more these days, it's popping up on a lot of menus Uh, around Melbourne, um, more so in, uh, I suppose, I'd say finer dining, but it's trickling down into the mainstream now. Okay. Like, you can go to a restaurant in Federation Square called Mabu Mabu, or Big Esso by Mabu Mabu, and that's an Indigenous, uh, I suppose, themed restaurant where all the cooking is done by a Torres Strait Islander woman, Norni Barrow, and she uses pepperberry in salt and pepper squid. Mm. So she uses salt bush instead of salt and pepperberry instead of pepper. Oh, cool. So it brings out a similar sort of, like, black pepper note. Right. Yeah. So they've added it to the wine? Uh, Let's have a look. Yeah, it says ingredients, so I'm assuming they've added it. Um, Interesting. Maybe post-making. But I'll read the back of the label because I was having a little bit of a gawk at this last night. Yeah. But they've said, after two years of falling short, we are now able to give the unmistakable red wine experience without the alcohol. So What? Yeah, ripe fruit from SA, deep oak tannins. With notes of vanilla plus a hint of pepper and virtually zero sugar. Okay. I I love that they're owning. They're owning well, it. Short for two years, yeah. but also like that is confidence. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, let's like, do it. I feel like with reds, though. Have you been a big fan of the non-alc reds? No, never, never tasted one. I've thought I could drink this. Yeah. And I don't think I have tasted ones. I've tasted ones that have tried to do that replicate that red wine journey but nothing that's really hit the mark like yeah. it's kind of like mm, i probably drink like a non-alc beer or something else so yes do we want do we yeah. want a fresh glass that's what glasses yes we are nothing if not professional on this podcast we are we do not uh <laughs> when we're doing our reds <laughs> and our you. white non-alcs we will separate the glasses all right is that my clean one okay that actually smells yum does it smell good it smells kind of like wine but also kind of no, but it's like there's mocha. You know what? I'm smelling a fair bit. Ooh, let's have a look. There is. There's berry and mocha and spice and and just in the glass, it doesn't look like Shiraz. It looks more like a, I'd say maybe a Pinot, maybe a Grenache kind yeah, of. Yeah, Grenache is a good yeah, call. It Grenache. does look like a Grenache in the glass. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, medium. I'd say, yeah, medium sort of weighted it looks like. Ooh, wow. Right? Oh my goodness! That actually does smell like like a, a proper wine. It it really does. I mean, oh the berries um, tastes kind of it smells kind of confected, but like yeah, I know what you mean. It does have that like sweetness to it, like definitely that candy sort of vibe. The oak, but the oak is yeah. like pretty impressive. Like it smells yeah, like the real deal. And there's like that twinkle of spice in there as well. I don't know whether I just have Sangiovese in my head because you said it earlier, but it smells like a Sangiovese. Oh, my God. You know what it smells like? Cinnamon. It does smell like cinnamon. It's like cinnamon bark. It's like a mulled wine. Yeah. That's exactly what it smells like. Oh, my goodness. Mmm. Okay. It's the best red I've tasted. 
Wow. That's for sure. Straight out of gate. (laughs) I've never had a non-alcoholic red that I could get down. (laughs) Wow. Huge call. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's doing a really good job, I think. Mm. It's not... It's, and it's never going to be one. It's never going to no, be one. No, But do you know what? That's pretty close. And I would definitely drink that if I was at a pizza restaurant mm. and all my friends were drinking and I wasn't. Yeah. I would be so happy to drink that instead of a soda water so yeah. I could feel included. Wow. No, I, I know what you mean. I, I was trying to think about why there was this... Dis, um, I think it was like a dis sort of um, association in my mind because when I was smelling it, I think my mind meant – what am I trying to say? My mind immediately was like the body was going to be a bit fuller. Yes. So I feel like I had this weird sort of experience where I drank it. And I'm like, oh, God, no, that's not how that's supposed to t- uh, taste. Yeah. But then when I – when it sort of finished, it was kind of like it does this really um, – I don't want to say exaggerated, but it really sort of like takes it up a gear with like this savoriness to it and this yes. earthiness and that you really comes through with the oak, there's spice. It's very dry. Like yes. it's not – there's not an ounce of sweetness in here. I think yeah. it smells sweeter than it tastes. I agree. But then it's sort of, yeah, got that consistency of Sangiovese where it's kind of like light and lively and fun. Uh, and I think that we're conditioned to smell oak and expect full-bodied, mm. which is – kind of confusing yeah when mm. this is pretty light in body yeah but it does kind of take you on a little bit of a journey there's a journey it? there's a journey i love that and i appreciate the yeah. journey i feel like yeah this is great actually like now the more that i sit and i drink uh, it i'm like i'm happy with this if i'm pretty I, impressed if i spend 14 dollars on this in a wine bar i would not be upset no like this no, is good. i agree yeah the the annoying thing at the moment is that at least all the places i go they might stop Dock non-alc, but they don't do it by the glass. Oh, and I'm annoying. Like, I'm not going to sit here and drink a bottle. <laughs> That's actually a bit unfair. Yeah. I feel like because then you can go to like, you know, Dan Murphy's or somewhere like that and get a bottle of something and it's like 30 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. You don't want to drink so it. So true. You know, spend an up-priced mark, um, up priced yes. bottle in a wine bar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, this is a big tick for me. Me too. Yeah, loved it. Which is this is going very different to the first non-alc episode me and Meg ever did. <laughs> like, okay, to be fair, wine has come so far. Like this was three years ago, I guess. Yeah. Meg is brutal. <laughs> yes. She's meaner than me. <laughs> but also I think we just found random stuff. So it, it's really worthwhile you mm. knowing actually what to pick and yeah. what's the good stuff out there because the difference is huge. Yeah, it's huge. And I think that's the key. You just have to do your research and yeah. actually know which wines are going to be good quality and which ones aren't going to work yeah. out. Uh, but there's heaps of spots you can go and get non out products at the moment yeah. like I think Sands Drinks the website and it's True. purely non-alcoholic beverages yes. which you can go and have a look and they've got different categories Good whether you're call. feeling rosé yeah. sparkling but there's heaps of websites like that yeah or you could read the Herald Sun on yeah. Tuesdays and I will tell you but there's there's so many different you places. had cider non-alk cider yeah non-alk cider which was dry and had a hint of sweetness but it kind of reminded me of like a an apple pie like huh. it had that sort of savory um, oh my god, yum! Yeah, it was good. It was, um, yeah. I feel like if you were expecting like that sweet side, it nah. Yes. But it was, yeah, distinctly dry you and wanted to add pastry vibes. Yeah. Oh, yum! Yeah, it okay. was good. It I was have good. To try it. Yeah. 
All right. I'm really excited about the next one. I'm actually really excited about this one too. So this is uh, a wine by Treasury Wine Estate, uh, Pepper Jack. So we all know Pepper Jack. Iconic. Very iconic Australian wine, which would you say is, I suppose, one of its biggest characteristics is the pepper. Pepper. Yeah, pepper. It's on the label. You have it. Yeah, it says it on the tin. So (laughs) with uh, this one, they've actually released a mid-strength Pepper Jack, which is new, and they've used uh, it's 2021 vintage uh, Barossa grapes um, from Shiraz grapes from the Barossa, seven percent alcohol for the entire bottle. Mm. So, I think maybe could this be the solution to our lack of alcohol in yes. the red alternatives? Like, could it be that? I, I'm scared to even predict. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. The thing that surprised me about Pepper Jack is they're usually um, position themselves in a somewhat premium space. Mm-hmm. So it depends. If you're a you know big wine drinker like us, maybe not. But I think for a lot of Shiraz drinkers and stuff in Australia who just drink kind of that's their repertoire. If they choose a pepper jacket, it might be like a special occasion or something. Mm. It's like the nicest stuff for them. And that's how it's positioned. So the fact that they've come in, I just think it could possibly be brands derailing to put a lookalike product that isn't the same thing, that's attempting to be the same thing, but is not as good. And just from a branding perspective, it feels risky to me for yeah. a brand like this. I know. But then it's also, it could go the other way. Like if they've got this right and they're so confident, they're like, well, have we got it right? Could so, they have got it right? Well, like even just like looking at it, it's not as, um, it's heavier than the last uh, wine that we tried. So definitely heavier than the uh, Polka. Um, in body and looking at it. It yeah. definitely has that purpley, ready element to it, but still still quite, I'd say maybe medium plus. Yeah, yeah medium plus. Yeah, for sure. And it's such a deep colour. Mm, yeah, very deep. It oh. smells very close to Pepper Jack. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely got that velvety, velvetiness. Yeah. Violet? Yeah, violet. I get the pepper, the spice. Like plum, cherry, all the things that you'd want, really. Yeah, yeah. From a Barossa Shraz. Is it? Yeah, it's it's Barossa, Barossa. 2021. 20, even appellating it. Yeah. Even appellating a wine that you're going to do this to is crazy. Yeah. Well, they did, did poker do it? Oh, they did South Australia, so. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. There's not many that are appellated. Is What's Gason? New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. yeah. And what about, was that Riverland? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, very, well, I feel like they're, they're definitely going in harsh, aren't they? Confident. Mm, okay. All right, let's do the it. test. Let's see. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, this is good. Yeah, oh wow. Oh, my God, it actually is. It, it doesn't – it gives you that hit of the alcohol that you were expecting. Yes. Not in a full-on way, like, oh, my God, I'm drinking, like, full-strength wine, like not drinking a 14% wine. But you get everything that you want. You get the flavour. It's dry. Yes. Get the acid. I have to try tannin again. There's not a whole lot of length. It cuts short, but it gives you enough while it's in your mouth that I'll take it. Yeah. Then you get that tannin too. Yep. That's actually. This is good. This is, is this game changing? I think it might be. Wow. Maybe that's the trick. You need half, like mid-strength yeah, red. So you can get away with mid-strength. Yeah. Just zero is where we fall short. Yeah. Oh man, that is actually really good. I am 
Very impressed. Wonder if it just tastes really good because we've got it against all the zero alk. And if yeah. we had it against maybe like its actual counterpart, then it would like I know. <laughs> well, but I don't want to because that's not the point. No. And I feel like, yeah, you need to approach these wines individually. I feel like if you're because you're not really sitting there on a Friday night watching telly with like a flight of wine and no. tasting them one by one. You're just drinking it yeah. in its own context yeah. and appreciating it for what it is. And I wouldn't say no to this. Like, nah. I feel like I would. You obviously, do you reckon you can tell that it's not full strength? Because I feel like it's missing maybe that heat element. Yeah, yeah. There's like an, but I'm, I don't know whether it's because we're in the industry that we're very particular, but do you reckon it, <sighs> every, like people would be able to pick it up? I think an average person would pick up that uh, just a lack of power or something. Yeah. Just like a, maybe that but yeah it's missing the grunt maybe that's it the grunt at yeah the end, like back palate grunt intensity it's missing yeah but but this is yeah it's body but yeah. i really would drink this this is yeah, nice i would drink this and it's nice to have an alternative when you're like driving yeah. or something like that it's you know, beer has been doing this so well for years. Yeah. And wine is so freaking alcoholic. Mm. They say you can have a beer or but a glass of wine, if you get a big glass, yeah, that can have it. so much booze in it. Well, so it's nice to have something like this. I'm just going to quickly look up the price, but this for the entire bottle, it's 4.1 standard drinks. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. So you could technically... Well, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I won't say that. I won't, con- I won't finish that sentence. But, I mean, you make up and your this, own mind. This is the difference between having Cara and Meg on the podcast. Yeah. Things oh. Meg would just say. <laughs> it's all right. I held back. I held back. But you do you. You do, you do whatever you want. We're not condoning any illegal activity on this podcast. Uh, let's have a look. How much is this? Oh, so that's 1990, Dan's. Cheap. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Yeah. How much? How much is the real deal? I'll find out. Yeah, I'm sorry, just doing a bit of know. googling. It. I remember it used to be like twenty five or something. So maybe it's gone up towards thirty. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, apparently you that? can get it at other places for. Oh no, that's half. That's half size. Oh. Don't mind me. I was like, oh, geez, thirteen dollars. Uh, apparently, the real deal is seventeen seventy. What? Yeah. So more expensive for our midi friend over here. Yeah. I mean, the de- I wonder if they've de- – surely there's no other way they could have done it than to de-alcoholize, but only de-alcoholize half of it. Well, actually, just having a look on here, it looks like they've – well, the, the address they've got on the back is Saltram, which is a treasury wine estate. Oh. Uh. Fine. Um, have they de-alcoholized it? What do they say? Uh Pepitac is proud to boast rich, honest wines that showcase the regions in their most natural light. Bursting with quintessential pepper jack character, this mid-strength wine displays aromas and blackberries and plums with hints of pepper and spice, a palate rich, round, soft, with concentrated berry, fruits, soft, velvety tannins, but is 50% lighter in alcohol compared to the 2020 pepper jack shrubs. So it doesn't say anything about how, how they've, they've done, done it. it. I'm and sure we could find out. But I actually think that maybe that's where a lot of wines fall short. Mm. They like tr- go out and try and talk about their technology. And do mm. people really care about technology? I don't think so. <laughs> they care about that it tastes like. They care what it tastes like and they care how much yes. they're spending. <laughs> like, I mean, that's it. So, and let's be real. Like, if you're going out on a Friday night and you're like, I want to drink something, you don't want to get too boozed, yeah. you're probably going to pick up something like this. And if it tastes good, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Don't care how it's made. For sure. That's it. <laughs> 
Mm. Okay, well, um, that that was great. That was good. I rated that. I feel like that is that's really good. I was going into it expecting to be underwhelmed, and I wasn't. So yes. Happy days. Expectation. Now, this one I'm so excited because when I told you that I was pregnant, this was like the first because I was like, you know, what should I drink? Mm. And you were like, this. Yes. So this was something I discovered when I was doing Feb Fast, and I feel like where I landed was I drank less non-alcoholic wines mm-hmm. than I thought I would. I actually lent more to that alternate uh, alcohol category. Yeah. So purely drinks that are just brimming with flavour yeah. and they're just really cool in their own right, but yeah. they just don't have booze in them. Great. So this one is called Monso. It's a pet nat, sparkling pet nat kombucha. Now, this is actually brewed in Brunswick by some um, guys out there who started this brand during COVID, uh, and it's actually just taken off. Like a lot of the high-end restaurants, um, those mid-range restaurants, I think a lot of places at the moment actually are stocking this and putting it on their wine lists. Cool. I went to a restaurant last night, and they had Monso on the list, and I was like, drinking that. You know what? It does look like an orange wine. Yeah, it does look really funky and there is a sediment to it. Uh, The flavour that we're trying, they do a number of different flavours that you can buy online and they do also have a range that's exclusive to restaurants because they – I have looked Clever. for them and I'm like, oh, okay, like I want to buy this, but I can't find it anywhere. Oh, Maybe I'm cool. not looking so hard enough. So not comparing yeah. pricing. So it's, uh, it's quite unique. And I think the thing that I love about this one is it does that journey thing for me yeah. and it's just a little bit fun, a little bit yeah. different. And yeah. And if you maybe a little bit funny about the whole kombucha thing, I feel like this is just a nice dry carbonated drink that has, you know, a bit of flavor. Yeah. And fun. I'm keen. All right. Okay. And if you don't like it, you have to be honest though. Okay. Cause it's not for everyone. I know my husband doesn't like this. <laughs> my husband doesn't like kombucha either, but I love it. Yeah. So I reckon this is going to be. Can you hear the, the bubbles? Okay. It smells like. Ooh. And you're the natural wine queen. <laughs> you love a pet so nat. Funny. I love standing up for pet nat. You're a natty queen. I, I I drink a bit a bit of pet nat, but I don't drink as much as it probably seems. Okay. Just because oh, I just stand up for it because it bugs me when wine people are dicky about it. Yeah, it's like be more open minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's it. <laughs> it smells like crushed. Like autumn leaves on a hot day. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. Very poetic. I was going to say, like, it's definitely got that citrus, like, orangey kind of vibe. Yeah, like orange peel zest. Yeah, like juicy oranges at the footy. <laughs> at the footy. Yeah. And okay, then, nice. It's definitely got, like, I don't know, that yeastiness to it. Like, a bit yeah, of that does. funk. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is... Something I can already tell my husband would not be into, but I would. Oh, did I say the flavour before? I don't think I did. No. Fuji apple this is. Oh, my God, that is so yum. Mm, it's good. It's really good. And it's an alter- like, that's the thing. It's like, it's nothing like wine. When you drink it, it's it's not like you go, oh, this could be like sand, like you know, like some sort of like orange wine, yeah. maybe. But it's not wine. It's its own thing. It's in its own lane. It's doing its own thing. The finish is like a beer. I get a mm. yeasty beer finish in yeah. a really nice way. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Oh my god, I'm gonna drink this. Mm. Oh, that is it's super delicious. It's so good. And when you do get served this at a restaurant, like. 
think one of the challenging things is if you are doing dry July, you get that FOMO when you go to yes. a restaurant with friends or you're on a date or whatever, mm-hmm. and everyone's like got the wine list and they're like, oh, should we get a bottle? Should we get champagne to start? And it does feel weird when you're in that situation where you're like, oh, I want to drink too. But then if a restaurant, and I take my hat off to restaurants that do this, I think it's really important, especially in 2023, to be considerate for all people. Yeah. They should have. There's no excuse for not having a good wine list um, and no excuse for not having a good non-alk list as well. So awesome. you need to have that. And I actually respect restaurants and places that have alternatives. And if they don't have a list, they will actually go out of their way to make you something so you yep. don't feel left out. Yeah, I think that's so true. I, uh, what was I having the other night actually? There was no wine and I really wanted wine because mm. I'm like a wine person. Mm. Um, but I did have like, it's a premixed gin okay. thing and it was pretty nice. It was like a Paloma thing, but what I didn't like was that it was really sugary oh. and I was like, I'll have one of them, but yeah. it's not particularly paired well with pizza. Yeah. Whereas something like this that's been fermented and mm. actually has a bit more of those, I don't know, alcohol-like yeah would have gone a lot nicer in the context yeah absolutely I went to a restaurant the other night and I had a non-alcoholic Paloma uh cocktail so it was kind of like I think they used um Liars uh so the non-alc uh gin um and or non-alc spirits uh alternative yeah. and they I think the I think it might have been their agave syrup so it was like mm. having that sort of tequila kind of vibe they mixed grapefruit with it and then they put Tabasco on top which what? just it, it sounds a bit wild but man it rocked actually that would be um it was so good because I going back to that whole journey thing it's like well if you can't have alcohol which brings the heat yeah. what can you add instead that's going to add that heat yeah. so they had a Tabasco and it just was so good and I was like I'll have another I could have drank them all night. It was so great. Good. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And that's, it's so true. It's really nice if you, and I know that business is struggling at the moment and stuff, but if you can find a way to give an option mm. to consumers, then we would really, the pregnant women yes. who need their wine would really appreciate it. Yes, please. <laughs> we should start a campaign. It's like, come on, let's yes. do it. Got- but do you know what? Even just so many people are choosing just to generally live a healthier lifestyle, mm-hmm. but still like the taste of that kind of thing yeah like there's a real market for it yeah and I feel like in five years it'll be completely different yeah. we will have so many different options yeah like this will just be like on every list Monster yeah. will be on every list uh you know they'll have non-alc lists um where they'll have wine that's non-alcoholic mm-hmm. gins cocktails you name it it will just be yeah more than what we're seeing now. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming in today. No worries. Help fill the gap, but also you've um, definitely helped fill something that me and Meg are not pros in. <laughs> so it's been great to have your specialist understanding here. Um, if people want to follow you, where can they do it? They can follow me on Instagram and TikTok because I'm cool and I'm on TikTok as well, uh, at Cara Food Wine, K-A-R-A, Food Wine. Awesome. Okay, thank you. And then make sure you're also reading a column on Tuesdays in the Herald Sun. That's all we've got for this week. We'll be back next week. But until then, enjoy your next glass of wine. Thanks, Cara. Thank you.